0: I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below five. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess.
1: I'm gonna a captain suit. The show from now on.
0: I don't like to have points. Well, that's called the hook.
1: I don't like it. What the hook? How do you, you get rid of it?
0: Can you get rid of the hook? I'm gonna have a coronary. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sabilia. I'm Stephen Fontes. as we welcome you into a Monday edition of Orange Nation. We've got a couple of guests lined up for you. How about this? The great Sean McDonough joining us at twelve
1: fifteen. Good get. He's gonna be calling a football game. I don't what games tonight?
0: Yeah, national title game tonight, Georgia TCU on these very airwaves, yes. as you mentioned, Paulie. Pre-game, seven o'clock. That's right. Uh, so we'll hear from Sean McDonough. We'll uh, we'll preview the game tonight. Maybe we'll get uh, his thoughts on uh, on a few SU topics as well. Then we've got our SOS house call at 1230 with Dr. Todd Battaglia, plus your phone calls will be mixed in throughout at 315-437-7644. How are you, Pauly? How was your weekend? It was
1: good. Quick uh, in-and-out trip to Charlottesville. Watched a basketball game down there. Yes, you did. And... Uh... I'm a little. I don't know. What stuck out to you about
0: that game? What stuck out to me about that game? And I may have
1: a different perspective because I was there, but uh, I'll tell you what stuck out to me when you're after you. I want to see if we're
0: close. Um, What stuck out to me is, again, we saw another slow start that uh, Syracuse dug itself a, a deep hole and. The final score I don't think was indicative of how lopsided a game that was. Um and it was you know, it was a nice comeback, but they never really threatened to to win the game. I think Virginia is better offensively than we're used to seeing, or at least they were better offensively than we're used to seeing on Saturday. Um I thought Malik Brown did some good things. You know, no Benny, obviously. John Bulla Jack got the start. Malik Brown came in and and uh, I thought he did some good things. But I I guess what stuck stuck out to me, like a, if you're talking big picture, big picture is w- this team isn't a, a top tier ACC team. Yeah. Um, and I think we we kind of knew it, but when you see him go up against one of the better teams in the ACC, I think we we realize there is a there is a gap.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know why this stuck out to me, but I was really like, I don't know how sick he was. Like, I'm not a doctor. I was super disappointed that Benny Williams didn't play against the number 11 team in the country when you're trying to make the tournament, you know, it like, I'm not normally a go in on a young kid, but come on, man, you got to give it a shot in that situation. They they need you. So do we?
0: Do we know? Do we know what it was? We, it was you know,
1: a non COVID right. related. Jim
0: Bam said he he woke up, or at least the announcer said he woke up not feeling well uh, the morning of the game. Um, do we have any more details on that? No, though?
1: but I mean, right? You got to go. You got to give it. A
0: uh, well, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's what was was he dealing with? I don't know. Um, Eric Devendorf kind of
1: felt the same way yeah. after, in the post game, like you got to give it a run. It was, if it's possible then yes this game was so
0: important yeah i wouldn't have missed it it was a big game it was a big opportunity and um, there's
1: not many left like i was looking like road wins that are important are going to be that one in miami as of right now you know pittsburgh might slide in there
0: well, you're at, I mean they're at Clemson. At Pittsburgh, I mean both those teams. Yeah, I mean, well, Cle- you're hoping is, those guys yeah.
1: stay where they are though. Yeah. Well, you're, right, right. You're you're hoping that Clemson yeah. and Pittsburgh are much better than everybody thought well, they were gonna going the to be. Well, here's the us.
0: thing. Here's the thing. So you're right. I mean, you look at who they've got to play on the road uh the rest of the way. So they've got Miami, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, BC, Florida State, Clemson, Pittsburgh on the road. So like Virginia Tech potentially could be a quad one. Uh, Clemson could potentially be a quad one. They, those don't really move the needle. They they don't move the needle even close to what a, a win over Virginia would have done. And you've got some making up to do for your non-conference. So it, it was a missed opportunity, a big, a big missed opportunity.
1: I still see a light, though. Like Am am I more teetering that this is not a tournament team right now? Yes. But I still see a light with this team. Like I think they could beat Virginia next time they play them at home. They could. It's just... Man, they've got to—they've got to—they've got to flip
0: a switch quick here. Yeah, it didn't help that Virginia went twelve for twenty-six. Um, you you got to hope that Virginia has a has an off day, or certainly not a, a day where they are on. I mean, they shot forty-six percent from three-point range. They started five for five, and you could tell right away they were in a lot of trouble.
1: Bill uh, in our chat says that uh, Benny was uh, had an upset stomach, and he, they say you didn't want him around the te- like He was on the bench and he flew on the bus or flew on the plane with him and was on the bus with him. So, if you yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No flu game for Benny. Could he could have been the next MJ?
0: Yeah, I mean it. It's uh, it was unfortunate that he wasn't available. Um, It also. Leads you to like here, man, here's the forwards. can't rebound. Well, I was gonna say, can I can I play devil's advocate here? Like you say that it, he he should have played. I understand where you're coming from with that, but do you think he would have been? or What was Malik Brown? Ten and eight, something like that. Yeah. You think he would have been better than ten and eight? I mean, he, no. you got the product right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, so I I don't know. I have a hard time pointing to that and saying, well, oh, well, only if Benny were on the floor, things would have been different. I, I'm not sure. But Benny
1: Benny's been very good. For a lot of the past few games, like he's getting double doubles. He had a bad game, but I mean,
0: I don't know. I mean, has he been re- has he been really good? I don't know. He 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 has moments. You know, he he has. I mean, he, has he had a stretch of
1: double doubles there, and then he had a bad game after having a great game. You got to hope he comes out and plays well, right? Right, and
0: that's why I say I don't know if he's doing better than than 10 and, and 8. And I
1: don't. know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't
0: know. So he had uh you know, he was 16 and 11 against BC. That's the game you're talking about where he had the double double. He's only had two double doubles all season. Oh, he am no. he, he had a, a double double 11 and 10 against St. John's. And uh and then he had the the 16 and 11. His highest rebound total uh but, in the last month has been outside of that 11 was uh was five. Oh, maybe he gets Wally pipped. I mean, Malik Brown did some good things, and that's you know. So I understand what you're saying. You want it, you know. You wish Benny was out there. You wish you were you were whole going up against his team. You weren't. I just don't know if he would have done better than ten or eight. and ten and eight, and that that's what you got out of that spot out of Malik Brown. So I don't think that was the the difference in the game. I think the difference in the game is that Virginia came out hot. Virginia's better and and they, they showed it and I They mean, gave they were, up threes early. They were up twenty plus points and you know Syracuse made you know made it respectable and and you know credit them for coming back, but they were never really in you know, Virginia was never really in jeopardy of losing that game. Um They're they're better than Syracuse and they showed it on Saturday. Yeah. Syracuse held them scoreless for and
1: that's another thing. Like you hold someone scoreless for seven minutes, you you would think you would Well, they're reading twenty three. I know, know, but like, (laughs) come on, like you see flashes with
0: this team. Yeah, I mean, you do, you do, Um, but flashes aren't good enough to beat Virginia. Yeah, but like I said, this team's got to flip the switch here. And, and the other thing kind. I would say, the other thing I would say is again not to make this about Virginia, but you know we had Jim Bayham on the show last week. He said I think Virginia's the best team in the conference. And then after watching this week, you know we watched the Virginia game start to finish, seeing Duke almost lose to BC. Um, but you've got
1: to be able to. Like I know they're the best team in the conference, but you got to beat them. You've got to, at this point, you've put yourself in a situation where you've got to
0: win games like this. Well, you do get another crack at them. So at home right. doesn't help as much. Well, That's true. But I think a, a win over Virginia yeah, would, would help. I yeah. mean, that would be a considerable. That's, yeah, a, that, that's a signature it, win. It's not getting you in the tournament alone. Not, not alone. No, certainly a step in the right direction, though. If you could split with Virginia, I mean, that would be a big step in the right direction. But it 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 wasn't happening on Saturday. You got to be Virginia Tech now, right? Rolling
1: into Wednesday, you don't have much margin for error. You Paul, can't you. lose home games anymore. You got to be Virginia Tech. You got to be Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, the uh, the the whole uh, it's getting late early. That uh, yes. it's it's rearing its ugly head. Yeah, um, because it's true. I mean, you're yeah, you're smack dab in the middle of the season. But as well, we've said, there's not there's not those bona fide you know huge quad one opportunities that you're used to having. Like yes, you have Carolina and Duke at home, but they're they're not they're not the programs they. I mean, they're the Duke programs.
1: Started, Duke's down, UNC. They're good, not great. UNC's not the win. Right. UNC had a hot streak last year.
0: At the right time. Yeah, yeah. People forget they were on the bubble. Yes, they were, but it was a lot of fun down there in Chapel Hill leading up to the tournament.
1: Um, Kevin in Liverpool saying uh, up 20, Virginia let off the gas. I, I, I don't know that that's true. I think, that, I think that's human nature to some degree. When well, you're up 23 I, I, on somebody. it It is, but I also think that Virginia goes through streaks where they don't score. Yeah. They're not a great offensive team. So, I don't know. They're going to have to show a lot now to make the tournament. They're going to have to get real hot
0: real quick here. Yeah, as as we said. Coach, Coach Beheim right?
1: said... They don't think of it that way. They go one game at a time. Well, we we get paid to think of it that way. And if you're building a resume, you left a, a golden opportunity on the table there, and uh,
0: it wasn't pretty. The other thing I would say, I just, I just looked up Carolina's schedule while we were talking here because I, I know they've been playing better. They've won 6-7, of seven, and the one loss was at Pittsburgh by a bucket. I think Carolina is going to be fine by the end of the year. I mean, they beat Ohio State in overtime. Carolina is. I mean, they, yes, they they and got hot last year at the, at the right time. They got off to a slow start. But this they may year, go but,
1: into the tournament not like a. They may be a top twenty five team and not right. the number one. Not team. Not the
0: preseason number one team that we thought. Yes, that that is accurate. Right. They're they're not uh, they're not the Carolina we were expecting. Duke's not the Duke we were expecting. So yeah, you're right. Where, where's the marquee win coming from? Um you know, Virginia at home would be a start, but you know, your, your biggest your biggest games right now are all at home. Miami at Miami and at Clemson could both potentially be big games, but I don't know if they. I don't know. It's it. We're talking about the March Madness in, in January here. They they've got a lot of work to do before that's that's our even job, a thing. Steve. No, I know, I know. We got to talk about March
1: Madness. We can't go another year without the madness. You are going to have a meat meat bracket. We're gonna be doing oh, instead of vegetables
0: this year. I hope this team makes the tournament.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get stuck with us doing our own stupid bracket. Vitamin bracket. What do you think? Go by most important vitamins. <laughs> That's ridiculous. A.
0: <laughs> A's got D today. Let's B-, B-, B six against B, <laughs> B-, B- twelve. <laughs> All right, we don't want to keep our, our first guest waiting. We've got Sean McDonough set to join us on the other side. Do not bring up Vitamin Bracket with Sean McDonough. We'll talk to him next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Hour number two
1: underway. Happy birthday, Dave Matthews. 56 today. This one, too much. I told you, our first artist of the day without a top 10 hit, Steve. He's like R.E.M. Doesn't need to be popular. He's got a cult that was following. He's got thing. a cult following.
0: Yeah. Is that like, right? It's our first? I, I find that hard to believe. This is our oh, first yeah, artist without a top without 10 Without a hit?
1: top 10 hit. Without a Billboard top 10 hit. Village people were top 10? Have you ever heard of the YMCA? Was that was that? Was that yeah, that one? was kind of a big was hit. Was that number one? I don't remember. But yeah, they had three. All right. Macho Man and In the Navy also. Kid and Play? (laughs) Oh, that would have been... I wasn't here for that day. That's right. Did you guys do seven Kid and Play songs?
3: I think we did.
1: That's impressive. I think we we did. I'd like to know how that concert was. Oh, you didn't go? No. I don't leave my house.
0: You (laughs) said you were going.
1: I was trying to sell tickets for our friends at uh, Sharky.
0: Oh, okay people might want to come. People went and they were disappointed. There was no... I mean, yeah, they got to see and play, but Pauly didn't show up. All right, you want to uh, hear from Jim Behan from over the weekend? Oh, oh, do I ever. I mean, you were there. You've got the sound in front of you. Why don't you walk us through it? Let, let's start with a... You know,
1: what's a bigger conundrum? The forwards or one Jesse Edwards? Jesse's just... He's...
2: Kind of a mystery right now. He's not playing the way he was in the year. He was a different player, um, just getting pushed out and not getting to the basket. I thought uh, Munir really gave us a big lift at the end of the first half. He blocks two or three. It would have probably been a 15-point game at halftime if he hadn't. He blocked two or three shots, and we were able to get something out of that at the other end. but
1: I don't get it. I mean, although Joe had a three-game stretch where he stunk. All players do, right?
0: All players go through that. Yeah, I mean I think especially shooters I think go through it, but I mean against Louisville, he was 12 and 11. I mean he I don't know. He he's still he's still rebounding the basketball. I mean, he had 10 boards on on Saturday against Virginia. He's rebounding the basketball, but yeah, he he didn't have a good game. He he wasn't good. He wasn't good on
1: Saturday. They need him to score. They have no offensive options. They need him to score. Right. And if you get the ball down, though, you got to score. And he's I wouldn't say that they're the easiest shots, but he's not getting good shots, and then he's missing dunks also. He's yeah, missed at least three dunks that I can remember in the past couple of games.
0: Yeah, that can't happen. Uh, but they, you're right; they do need him to score. I mean, they've got Joe and Judah that you feel you feel pretty good about each game that they're going to get theirs and they're going to get hit for double figures. And who else is there? And and Jesse is you know Jesse's a guy they rely on to score, as you said, and they rely on to get every rebound. But uh, they need him to score some points as well, and was, Benny wasn't available, was, so that that they, that hurt him as well.
1: There's also no urgency. Like Coach told the team, you could score if you an easy way to get points against them is beating them down the court, and they just walked the ball up every time they got a rebound. It was kind of kind of weird. Let's uh let's go to the other conundrum this team has, and that's the forward position.
2: I thought they did a, did a good job. I thought they, you know they made a couple shots. Chris, Chris made his shots. Um, You know, I thought Malik did a good job on the boards. We did a pretty good job on the boards for us. This was a pretty good rebounding game. Um, But, you know, we made some errors that you you just can't make and some defense, some offensive errors. But, you know, Virginia's going to take advantage of them. That's what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, they won the rebounding battle plus seven. Well, Virginia's not a good rebounding team. Well, that and... Virginia made a lot of shots too. I mean, there you know, <laughs> yes. there weren't a ton of rebounds uh, to be had early on because Virginia was making everything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Virginia's not known as being a great rebounding team, but they they held them to seven offensive rebounds, which is pretty good. Um, you know, Chris Bell, he he did make his shots. I mean, eight points in sixteen minutes. He just he he just doesn't do anything. And I know we've we've talked about it, you know, over and over again for the last couple of months. He he just doesn't do anything else. He had no other stats in the game besides 8 points, 5 fouls. He had no rebounds, no assists, no turnovers, no blocks, no steals. How about John Bollejack gets his first start, turnover,
1: foul in a minute. That's all you see of him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That was uh that was a brief appearance for John Jack. But you know, Malik Brown came in, did some good things. I thought just you know, Justin Taylor has these flashes. I mean, those two kids can play. Um, here's Beheim on both of them.
2: I think they're both good players. I think they need this year. You know, I think most freshmen, you know, they need that first year to figure out what you got to do. They've both contributed uh, different situations quite a bit this year, more than maybe I would have thought. But we're young, so we have to play those guys. But I think they're going to both be really good players. They're just they're not quite ready right now, but. Uh,
0: they're learning. Yeah, they they uh they needed Malik Brown especially on Saturday, and I, I thought he delivered. I mean, he was he was good. Ten points, eight boards. Uh, did have three turnovers, but you know that's going to happen, especially against Virginia. And had a couple of steals. He's, he knows what he's doing out there. Um, and yeah, I think he's getting better. Uh, you know, little by little. And and Justin Taylor, we've seen you know flashes out of him as well. I I think they do have some nice pieces on this team. That I just, do too. It's uh you know as we said it's it's getting late early they they gave you know they and this is going to sound like an excuse but again we've talked about it a lot they the way that their the first part of their their schedule went they were playing a lot of veteran teams and and again we we know that they were young they got off to a bad start and now as they're starting to get better they've dug themselves such a deep hole that there's really not mar- not much margin for error going the rest of the way all right, uh continue with coach Beheim. Here's uh his reasoning for John
1: Bull getting the start.
2: Well, I, I thought John does a couple things for us. He does a, he's got a couple things we run through him that we tried. Um I didn't really just want to tell Malik you're coming home and you're going to start, you know, you just come off the bench like you have and that was it. He played really well. Played really well.
1: Yeah. It, for both him, you know, both those guys are two of the forwards are from that area, and that's it, a lot of pressure to put on a freshman, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, Justin Taylor in particular. I mean, he's from seven miles from the arena, and yeah. uh, you know, knows Tony Bennett well, and, and knows that program very well. And um, you know, he, I, I like him and and Malik Brown a lot, and I do. I agree with Coach. I think they're going to both be really good players here. Um, but it, it takes some time. Not every freshman's ready to come in and, you know, be Carmelo. Very few are <laughs> right off the bat, right? Yeah. Um, so they, they just need some time, but I, I think they're going to develop into good players.
1: All right, here's the last one from Coach Beheim on uh, the assists that are given up against the zone.
2: Were they doing anything different to attack Might the zone? you understand that when you play a zone, every pass, every shot they take is going to be assisted. That's why they're going to get assists. Every shot is assisted. The way we play, when we use the pick and roll and we're driving, there's no assist there. So we're not, I mean, I've explained that about 100 times.
0: Yeah, that was in regards to the assist numbers. Uh, Virginia, 22 assists on 23 made baskets. That's pretty good. It is. It is pretty good. And, again, they weren't missing. So, you know, when you're, uh, you know to that point, passing around the perimeter, guy gets an open look at a 3, it's a, you know, it's assisted whoever passed him the ball. So, um, you know, they made more than half of their field goal attempts were made threes. They had 12 made threes. You know, out of their 23 uh, made field goals.
1: Yeah, they got to keep people below double digits in three-point shots would probably I'm no expert in basketball, Steve, but that would help.
0: Yeah, it would. And you know, and Syracuse shot it pretty well from the outside themselves, 8 for 14, but that that is not their strength this year. You know, they're not So if, you know, by those numbers if SU shooting 26 threes, you know, that's a what? That's another 5 6 points and they end up losing the game by 7. It's, so
1: It's also such a conundrum in the fact that you've got players that can do certain things but you need one in it would be ideal to have a player that could like if Chris Bell could maybe start rebounding. Yeah. That would be ideal because then you could rebound and score as opposed to having to put someone else in that can just rebound. You right. know. They all or
0: if have- Judah could make threes and you you know, you can't slough off of him and, you know, guard against the drive. Now if he's a threat to make a three, he can blow by you. He did make his one three point attempt, by the way. Um but yeah, it would it would be nice to have Guys who could do everything.
1: Because when there's rebounding on the floor, their scoring's gone. When the scoring's yeah, on the floor, right. the rebounding's gone. Yeah, it's kind of a chemistry lab or some sort.
0: Yeah, which is why we keep seeing uh, what ten you know ten guys played on Saturday. Good to see Samir back out there with that mystery uh, shoulder injury that he's dealing with. Yeah, it's uh, who knows.
1: Oh, so many questions. It's disappointing because I.
0: Uh, I still think this team's going to be very good at the end of the year. But will it be too little too late is the question. Yes, you know. And and last year too, you know, they were starting to come on and then Jesse got hurt and you know, but it probably would have been too little too late last year too. So we'll have to see how it plays out but uh yeah, they uh they got to get their act in, in you know, got to get their act together. They're uh you know, there's plenty of basketball left, but not much margin for error. They got they got to start winning some games.
1: Yes, sir, and I think they can. I really do.
0: So Va-tech, uh Wednesday seven o'clock, and then home for uh, Notre Dame on Saturday night. Uh, that'll be a seven o'clock start as Va-tech's well. Votek's so. good. Yep, they can shoot. So
1: Notre Dame has been bad.
0: They really they have, have been dead. surprisingly bad too. Yeah, yeah. They, uh... and they're old. It's a veteran team with you know JJ Starling at the point and then everybody else is fourth and fifth year guys in their starting lineup. And, and they, they just... went on a they did, they went on a nice little run in the tournament too last year. Yeah. Or were well, they made it to the tournament? And then
1: oh, uh, gotta win both these games. Are they must wins? I think the Virginia Tech and Notre Dame games are must wins for this team.
0: Yeah, and, and you know how I feel about must-win, unless it means your season's over. You it's not hold, technically a must-win, no, but yes, I, they, they're very important. you got to hold serve at home. Yes, they're, they're very important. They're very important. Um, Notre Dame's lost, wow, they've lost uh, 6 of 7. Their one win over Jacksonville during that time. I
1: thought that that was going to be a good road win
0: for the team. Nope. Nope. Yeah, they uh, they went on a nosedive. Right? They, remember, they, they were coming off that win over Michigan State. Uh, And then they lost to Syracuse. They beat Boston University after that, and then since then they've lost 6 of 7. Marquette, Georgia, Florida State, Miami, B.C., North Carolina. And only the Florida State game was close. Lost to Florida State by 1. Everything else uh, was 7 points or more. All right, uh, let's hit another timeout. Phone lines uh, remain open if you want to check in. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com.
1: Welcome back to Orange, uh, Orange Nation. That's the word I was trying to get out. Satellite. Dave Matthews, our artist of the day, 56 today. Time to do a little buy or sell with our uh, producer, Jordan. He's a, He's like a satellite, a ball of gas orbiting our show.
3: Speaking of which, just to set the scene, You're I like currently have a piece of pizza in my left hand. I didn't bring anything to sit it on, so uh, I'm just going to be holding a piece of pizza. Do to put this- it
1: on our rundown? Uh,
3: the rundown, yeah. I can use it, too, to do buy or sell, but I think we all know uh, what we're starting with today. Not one, but two kickoff return touchdowns from Buffalo Bills running back Naeem Hines, including the opening kickoff as called on CBS.
0: I know this is your time. You'd like to keep us updated. Yeah, we'll keep everybody posted on Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing. Six days removed from this uh, incredible.
2: I
3: can't believe it. Scene
0: that we saw
2: with the bills player down in Cincinnati. And now uh...
3: Steve, uh, Paulie, we're all buying this one, but Steve, uh, What was it like at the stadium, dude, where tears shed, like people had been going crazy? I mean, it almost wasn't even a football game at that point.
0: It was uh, was something I've never experienced before. It was very, very cool. And yes, it was emotional. I mean, Josh Allen talked afterwards about, you know, he called it a spiritual experience that he got choked up. Uh, my wife texted me when it happened. She said she had tears streaming down her face. The, the people next to us, husband and wife, you know, they were they had a long embracing hug for like ten seconds. I mean, I, I think I said to my daughter when it happened, I I can't believe that just happened. Um, it was it was unreal. I mean, the the pregame was emotional enough, and you know, they honored the training staff on the field and um you know those guys were getting choked up on the field and then they you know the team runs out and they run out with the you know the Demar Hamlin number 3 flags and there's the the moment of support and the, i mean the place was jumping before the game even started and then for it to start in that fashion you know i said this on bridge street today you know there's it's a cliche in sports that oh, you know the the, the roof would have blown off you know if there was a roof on highmark stadium the roof would have blown off like it was I've never experienced anything quite like that. It was very, very cool and very, very special.
3: A lot of people think I'm lame for this as a Patriots guy. Like, you watch that. Like, you're almost rooting for him. I, it was yeah, ours. I mean, how, how could you
0: not? I mean, right? I mean, you know, and Eric Columbia was uh, my co-host today on Bridge Street. He's a Lions fan. He said, I, you know, I don't care about the Bills one way or the other. I, You know, but he he was saying I, I was rooting for him, and that was that was a really special moment. We're all people, right? And, like, that, this is a people story. This isn't a sports story this is just being a human being and uh and and what has happened over the course of the last week from a tragic story to it's become a, an inspirational story it's brought so many people together and shown you know the the positive side of people um it really it, it it went from being a tragedy to in many ways it's it's turned into a blessing and it's uh yeah it was it was unreal you know being in 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 that stadium yesterday and the emotion involved and um it was it was cool I'm glad we did it was a it was kind of a, like a last second my daughter talked me into it Saturday night let's go to the game dad and it was you know I was kind of like oh it's a lot of money and you know, <laughs> you know oh, it's gonna be cold and you know my wife was like just go my dad said the same thing he's like you'll, you'll regret it if you don't go so we went and we had a great time that's so, some good advice yeah
3: do you have something there Paulie?
0: no do no. we have the radio call by the way so I, I see it says we have tv do we have the radio call or no
3: I had it in there earlier. Was not yeah. out there anymore?
0: Can I I have heard the TV call a few times? Can you would you mind playing? Is this playing, the first one? Or is this... Would you mind playing the radio call? So. This afternoon, as Folt puts his foot into the ball, it's gonna be short. Fielded at the four by Hines, coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50 down to the 40.
1: 35,
0: 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Naheem Hines! 96 yards
1: Run, run as fast as you can You're not catching Hines He's your end zone man Buffalo on the board With the
0: first play from scrimmage I thought that might have a little more emotion to it I mean, somebody yeah. connected with the team You're going to be a little bit more emotional than G- Not that Jim Nance's call was bad I mean, that was a good call But the radio call, was that was nice as well Thank also, you for playing that for
3: me. Worth noting that a Bills wideout, John Brown, known for uh, being one of the fastest guys in the NFL, caught a long touchdown pass, gave the ball to Bills trainer, Denny Kellington.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny you should say that, too, because uh, the guy behind us said, John Brown's on the field, and it was his first snap of the game. Like oh watch out for John Brown. We, you know, what does John Brown do? He's really fast, you know. And Allen just points, go to the end zone. He throws it, and, and uh, yeah, I mean that was that was a great moment as well. So
3: not
1: so great. Um, oh. Also, just one more thing: like, like if it's not been tough enough for Bills, fans. The, the sad news about John
0: Murphy yeah. having a yeah. stroke also coming out, and that's why he wasn't on the call of that. Team. I mean, do you think about what that city and and that team in particular. I mean, Dawson Knox's brother committing suicide right before the season starts. Um, and then you know, obviously the the top shooting and the the snowstorm that killed people, and um, you know the John Murphy stroke and Demar Ham. I mean, they, they man that that city's been through a lot. And um, I don't know when your team gets eliminated. I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if there's a few extra people on the the you know on the Bills bandwagon come this postseason.
3: If you're one of them, Brent's you to join us with uh, Eric Wood, by the way, with uh Paulie. You, you
0: can join us. No, you can join us. No. Just for the, I don't root
3: against anybody.
0: Just for this but
1: postseason I, run, I'm a Steelers. No. no, I'm a Steelers fan, and I only root for the. Jordan,
3: Steelers. you you got eliminated
1: yesterday. You want to jump on the Bills? You might bandwagon? might you
3: might be able to convince me. All right. I, I've been known to jump on a wrote, bandwagon or two.
1: I will I never root against anybody because I'm not that type of fan. But I also don't root for anybody but my favorite team.
3: But yes, I've, uh, Eric Wood will be joining Brent Axe. I, I, I've heard from very important people we're bookending him. You should be able to hear from Eric today and Friday as uh, the Bills. Have a big playoff game coming up. They're coming off a big win. Aaron Rodgers does not have a big playoff game coming up. He might not have another game in Lambeau Field coming up. And this soundbite that you're about to hear is why rookie wideout for the Lions, Jameson Williams, asked Aaron Rodgers for his jersey after the team's win. And this is what Aaron Rodgers said. Hold on this one. one more time. One more time. Can you hear that? I gotta hold on this one. I'm going to hold on to this one. Oh,
0: my
3: God. I'm going to hold on to this one. So is Aaron Rodgers just keeping it as a memento? Is he leaving Green Bay? Is He's he got too much NFL? money
1: on the table to not come back. Give me a break.
3: I don't know. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like a sentimental, I'm going to hold on to this jersey guy unless it's something real big. No, it, Did means, you, it means I need this for next year. <laughs> Did you watch the postgame? uh they, so it's, See, i told you i was i popped news channel 9 on okay love me some mario why did
1: we just have an audio bite that you ever watch that show ghost adventures you have to like try and guess what they're saying no i've never seen that show
3: because you can you can make it up. i'm gonna hold on to this one. No, yeah yeah what did the ghost say <laughs> one more time one more time you can make it a, now that you're gonna mention it one more time one more time oh no, i deleted it come on for the boys no
0: it
1: was hard and then to you understand. Just, you but. just have to believe what they're saying. The ghost said.
0: So, <laughs> so they went to his press conference live on Sports Center, um, and you know he he was very noncommittal as you as you would expect. Said he wanted to he wanted to take the emotion out of it. He kept saying the same thing. I want to take the emotion out of it. Uh, I want some time. He knows free agency starts in March. Made it sound like he'll have a decision you know sometime before March.
1: I, I heard this number thrown out on another show. Aaron Rodgers is going to make sixty million dollars next year. You're not leaving. That on the table. I don't care who
0: you are, how rich you are. What if the Packers don't want him?
1: He's got that. It's his contract, though, right? I
3: don't know. I could. He is at the point in his career where if he wants to go, he'll go. He'll sit out if he has to. He'll throw a fit. But, I mean, New York's looking for a quarterback. They got a young team. Nobody's paying him
1: $60 million.
3: All I'm saying is I'm sure Devontae Adams would love his buddy back in Oakland. Uh, Or in Las Vegas, excuse me. They're not in Oakland. Hold on, hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oops. This is important information. Breaking sports news. You hear it first. This is vitamin related, Steve. I know it.
1: Uh, just Just a heads up. The vitamin bracket lost, but we're still doing it. That is the bracket we're doing this year. Which just furthers me in to making this bracket happen. How close was the voting? Forty-nine fifty-one. Whoa! Believe. And there were people rigging it. You you can't do a poll on on uh, Q Sports Talk because it's rigged. You can vote multiple. I multiple.
3: mean, I can turn that setting off.
1: But that's gonna be our bracket. Now uh, get it out to the salespeople immediately.
3: You know who might need some vitamins? Tom Brady. Dude's pretty old. And much like somebody who we're familiar with last season, Tom Brady just, there's no sound for this one. Uh, Tom Brady suffered his first losing season as an NFL quarterback with the Falcons beating the Bucks yesterday. Is that a big deal? No deal. It was a pretty big deal last year.
0: I would say that it's, uh, he would rather be uh, making the playoffs with a losing record than uh, right. not going to the playoffs like Aaron Rodgers.
3: Would you be shocked if he led his team to the Super Bowl <laughs> Yes, you would be, yes, but there would be. you wouldn't, you wouldn't. They, I wouldn't bet well, against they'll it. They'll start off with the Cowboys, who look absolutely fraudulent. Sam Howell and the Commander smoked them. Yeah. I wouldn't want to face Tom Brady in the playoffs. I wonder how invested
0: the Cowboys were in that game yesterday.
3: I mean, they needed to—the Eagles-Giants game was close. The Cowboys could have hypothetically— At the end.
0: At the end. Yeah, I don't. I I hear what you're saying. I don't know,
3: man. It's a bad look. Like last week, Ron Rivera didn't even know if they were in the playoffs or not. This week, Dallas gets smoked by a rookie quarterback. I mean, Sam Howell's no slouch. We watched him play in college. He was very good. But yeah, I they I got wrecked.
0: I personally don't put too much stock into that one game. I know that I've I've seen a lot of the Bucks this year. I feel like the Bucks are always on in that like four o'clock time slot on Fox. <laughs> I, they're they're just not that good. No, I, I think the Cowboys are better. I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Bucks. I expect the Cowboys to win the game. So yes, I would be surprised if Brady even won one game in the in the playoffs. Um, but, but yesterday, would, again with the Bucks and the Cowboys, I don't. Neither team was really all that invested in the game. What um, they they weren't playing for a ton. I know you were saying if Philly lost, if Philly jumped out, it was like sixteen nothing, nineteen nothing, whatever it was. Um, I don't know. I don't put too much stock into what happened today. But I, I think the Cowboys are going to win that game.
3: All right, now get to the silliest story of of the day. Indeed. Last one for buy or sell. The Texans could have clinched the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. All they had to do was lose yesterday. And, oh, boy, it would have been easy if not for Davis Mills and Jordan Akins at the end of the game. Ultra prevent defense on fourth and 20. Mills buying some time. Fires towards the end zone. Drop it, drop it. it is caught. No. Improbable. When they go for two, win 32 31, fire head coach Lovie Smith immediately after, and they don't even get the number one pick. The Bears are going to get that. People, by the way, are talking about maybe drafting a quarterback if you're the Bears and trying to trade Justin Fields, you know, get a couple more years on a rookie contract. What is that?
1: <laughs> what do you think of a Lamar Jackson for Justin Fields trade?
3: Straight up. I don't think it makes sense because Lamar Jackson needs to win now and the Bears aren't winning anytime soon, I don't
1: think. But but the Ravens aren't going to pay him.
3: I just don't see him going to the Bears. I don't think that makes sense. But, I mean, you're right. If the Ravens don't pay him. Can you imagine if like Lamar Jackson were to sit out of a playoff game, by the way, because he doesn't have a guaranteed contract? He won't, but can you imagine?
0: It's like Steven Strasburg.
3: But seriously, how do you go in... Sitting
0: out of a World Series. Paulie right?
3: texted me this, texted us this. How do you not say in the huddle, hey, dude, just like swat the pass down, like defense hail Mary, you I just swat it down. I think it's instinctive
1: that you catch the ball, but I mean, just come on, just get away, run.
3: Do you think the players care, though? The players might just be big fans of Lovey Smith. I mean, well, he's so been coaching that's since the I Bears Super Bowl. Say. That could have been his last game. Players so-
0: don't lose. So that's what I was just going to say is that to me that's a sign that the players like playing for him. The fact that it was a close game, the fact that they won the game, you know, and then they go for two and they win the game. Like they had multiple chances to lose that game on purpose if they wanted to. They didn't want to. Lovey Smith didn't want to. I, I would expect he knew he was getting fired. And to me that's a sign that the players are playing for their coach. Nothing to play for, in fact, reasons not to try hard. So I to me that's a you know, that's the second year in a row that that the Texans have done that by the way, which I mean, who's going to want to go and coach there? You get one year, doesn't go well, and all right, you're out. Let's try the next guy. I don't know. That's a sign they like Lovey Smith. We'll take a, our final time. I'll wrap up the show next.